Star jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. We should be able to hear the magnetic resonance field. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this... Join us each week at this time for our journey into science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. And this week, this is episode 60... I don't remember. 70... I think it's episode 70. We might be broadcasting these slightly out of order this week. We have with us Dan Farr, the man behind Salt Lake City Comic Con. You're the organizer and the president of the corporation. Is that correct? I am, yeah. So so, uh, Salt Lake Comic Con, we we did our first event last year, Mm. and uh, it just... It's just taken off and been really crazy and very fun. I, I, I love this stuff. So there were two of them, actually. There was Salt Lake Comic Con and there was Fanex. Yes, yes. We did our first event in September and then we did another one in April. And it really, um, you know, the fans here in Utah have been so supportive. I, I really believe we have some of the best fans in the world. But, I, I you know, I know all, all fans are great everywhere. Well, who <laughs> knew outside of Utah that uh, Salt Lake City was such a a vanished town. This is awesome. Well, you know, I, I think that's part of the equation, but I also think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, Comic-Cons are really fun, and I think that many cities don't necessarily reach the the general population the way that we were able to. We had so much support from a marketing standpoint that we, we were able to get the word out of how cool a Comic-Con is. <laughs> and so I, I think... I think that was a lot of the reason why we had such great success is just because we, you know, it, it's we're able to reach people so much uh, more effectively than we've seen done in other cities. So makes all the difference to have the cooperation of your city involved. It, it does, and, and you know, I mean, like we even had the governor pick up Stan Lee from the airport when Stan Lee came in. Oh, so well, which yeah. one of them is so a we, more we had, important guy, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's well, amazing. I mean, that's, we had support from the top to the bottom here. So that's really astounding. That's you can't ask for that kind of community, better community support than that. That's amazing. No, so yeah. uh, I'm sure one of the big questions that are on the lips of the people listening: Who's going to be there? Who are some some of the big names that have said yes so far? Well. Um, We've got a great group of people from Arrow. So Stephen Amell is uh, going to join uh, join us. We have 
John Bauman, who obviously mm-hmm. is Arrow, but uh, in addition to that, you know, with his uh, Doctor Who uh, Torchwood background, and and Manu Bennett from uh, he's also from Arrow, but also from Spartacus and the voice of uh, Azog from Lord of the Rings, well, from from The Hobbit, and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, you know that that's kind of that group. We've got Barbara Eden, we've got. Uh, you know, um, Carrie Elwes from uh, Princess Bride. We've got, uh, I mean, the list just goes on and on. You know, the website definitely uh, showcases the people that we have very well. We still haven't announced everybody yet. Dan um, Farr officially rocks. He got Barbara Eden. Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> That's I, I so awesome. You, she has uh, got such a positive response. You know, when you bring in some people, you don't know how well they're going to be received. And she has just been received so phenomenally well. Well, she's always been just so well-loved and lovable. I mean, she 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 plays with it. She's not trying to deny her past. She's still very beautiful. She looks almost the same. I don't think she's aged at all. Maybe she is a genie. Yes, mm. I think she is. Yeah. So it's a big convention. You're planning on... The last one was, what was it, 70,000? Well, they, our, our first one was around seventy. Our second one was around a hundred thousand, and we're expecting more this time. To go from seventy thousand to a hundred thousand in less than a year. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, and, and this time, I mean, it will be. It, it, we're we're ahead on ticket sales by uh, two to three hundred percent already, and so. Oh my gosh. We yeah yeah so we do anticipate. Clearly, uh, another huge crowd. <laughs> so, are you? Are you? Uh, do you look in the mirror and go, "What have I got myself into?" Some mornings. I mean, because I, I it's do. going so I, big, I mean, so it, fast. Because there's so much. Yeah, there's just so much to kind of juggle. But I've got, I've got the most amazing team that I work with, and and it makes you know makes life a lot easier. Um, having the right people around, and so uh, who do you want to it, shout out to? Who is making your life easier? Well, uh, my business partner Brian Brandenburg, who is the uh, he clearly the uh, the best marketer that I've ever had uh, had an opportunity to do business with. I mean, he is just you know phenomenal at marketing, uh, especially the social marketing, and, and that's what uh, you know that's what really helped us get the uh, the turnout that we did is just. Getting the word out in a way that that uh, everybody in in the area here realized that this is an event for them. It's not just a very niche event, but it's a it's an event that that everybody would like to be on. Sounds like you're there already. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry to the background, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, we like the background. It sounds like a convention to me. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it should stop in a second there. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's are, okay. Are you able to cut that out or just keep going? No, nah, well, we just keep going. Our, our uh, company motto, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, when that works. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When that works. It's yeah. worked. It's worked once. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you should hear what you don't hear. Oh, but yeah. of course, the stuff then you, you wouldn't hear it. The stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor, sometimes you wouldn't believe. You know, cutting room yeah. floor is such an old-fashioned thing. When was the last time you cut... Physical tape. mag yeah. tape with scissors. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So um, it's the, the future. You the, can have a comic con inland. You don't have to go to a nasty old coast. So you've got a whole bunch of people who are 
are working with you for the love of it, and uh, you have a huge team, and um, and you are Salt Lake City is not the only Comic Con out there, certainly. It's certainly come up come up the fastest though. I mean, you know, it's it's almost completing the the rectangle of of North America here, hasn't it? Because you've got mm-hmm. San Diego. You've got New York, and you've got Atlanta's uh, Dragon Con. Now, I think the first right. the first uh, Comic Con to actually use the term was uh, uh, that was 1968, wasn't it? New Jersey or something? Yeah, yeah. That that's what uh, we've seen. Yeah, from our our look at you know we may have even found something earlier. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I'd have to uh, check that out for sure. But I think there might have been something. That was even in '65 or so. That's great. Love fandom. And this, and of course, you know, some of the not so happy news out there has been, you know, the the Comic Con mm-hmm. International trying to go after you for using the term Comic Con. San Diego Comic Con International with a hyphen goes after right. Salt Lake City Salt Lake Comic Con without one. Trying to claim that uh, Comic Con is somehow a term that they trademarked, that they have the exclusive rights to, despite the fact that there are conventions out there that predate theirs by twenty years. You that use yeah. the term. So we're rooting for you here. <laughs> hey, well, thank you for your support on that. Um, yeah, but it's like it's like trademarking part. sci-fi. They couldn't do it. Well, the, yeah. the part of it is it's it's a generic term. You know, it's like it it's like saying. Um, Monrovia Truck Stop is going to sue every other company using the words truck stop in their names. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a descriptive. It's a descriptive phrase. You can't. You can't trademark that. Well, well we, we've done a lot of research and just found so many cases where, you know, that support our position. And, and hopefully, I mean, this is what I hope is if they do decide to pursue this legally, that the judge won't entertain it <laughs> and won't, won't let them uh, because you know they. We have seen cases where they've tried to do stuff like this in the past, and it hasn't mm-hmm. been successful. They actually, so I, they actually uh, tried to do this to uh, Chicago Comic Con in 1995, didn't right. they? And yes. it was it and was failed. for the use of the phrase "Comic Con" with no hyphen. Uh, yes. And they had a they had a I, I looked this up myself on the U.S. Uh, uh, Patent and Trademark Office uh, website. Yeah. And uh, in 1995, they had the trademark Comic Con, but they abandoned it in 1995. And now they're trying to write a, a cease and desist based on that. And I don't, yeah. I don't, un- you know, I'm not a lawyer, of course, but I'm having trouble understanding exactly what their reasoning is. They for- got them in the news that week. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> I you don't know, know if it's, happy it's, about the news or not. That, fall, that falls into the "be careful what you wish for" category, I right. think, Susan. Exactly. Yeah, all all publicity is not good publicity, no matter what some marketing bean counters and sleazeballs want to want to convince us. <laughs> yeah. So, what are you busy with uh, preparing for Comic Con right now? For Salt well, Lake Comic Con, we're still wrapping up a few of our guests that we're going to have. Um, Ooh, can I wrap some a- up? Can I unwrap a few? Oh, Down Girl, Down Girl. Yeah, we're still yeah, there's still some some let's say loose ends, paperwork to tie up, and you know if we uh, we said anything, we who knows? Sometimes things fall through, or you know, and then one thing that always does happen is there's always you know a couple guests that 
you know, end up getting a film project. And so you have people that mm-hmm. you announce and get excited for, and then you find out sometime before the convention that they've got a film project and they can't make it. Oh, I know, so right? Always- the Doctor Who conventions get that happening to them all the time. I mean, I'm yeah. happy for people getting shows, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want them to work. You know, that's always great, but it, mm-hmm. it is hard when... You have some fans looking forward to, to seeing someone and then to find out that they're not going to be there. It even happened to Salt Lake. I'm sorry. It even happened to San Diego Comic-Con. Stan Lee was supposed to Italy. show up and, and he yeah. couldn't because well, he had he's... laryngitis. Yeah, yeah. That, that anything that that must have been a serious illness because nothing normally stops that man from talking. Yeah, he's a superhero, right? <laughs> he is yeah. a superhero. He, you know, Lord love him. He's He's been doing this longer than most all of us have been alive and... Yeah. And he's still going. If he stopped, he would he would stop forever. He's yeah. what ninety three now. I think he's ninety three. Thereabouts. So and still yeah, very creative, yeah. and still has got new ventures. He's good so you're finalizing guests. And uh, did you did I read correctly someplace that you had to move to a larger facility because the old one wasn't big enough? Well, that's what happened in our first event. So we we had started out with a facility that was two hundred and fifty thousand square feet which we thought would be plenty. And uh, as we started selling tickets and realized where we were heading, we had to move downtown to a venue. You know, the, you know there's the size of the venue that impacts the number of people they can attend, but also uh, a venue that has a lot of exit doors. And so mm-hmm. if it has the, the right number of exit doors, uh, then you're able to bring in a lot more people. And so we, as we're looking at the number of people we were anticipating, we knew that we needed to... Uh, to move down to a venue that can handle that. So, exit doors. That's an interesting way of looking at yeah. it. I mean, you must be referring to the uh, the fire laws. If there exactly. was a problem, yeah. you have the to be able to evacuate people in a place. Yeah, x yeah. t- x thousand amount of people at once, tens of thousands yep. of people at a time. Yep. Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah, it's. Um, uh, I've heard. Uh, descriptions, or I've read descriptions online of Salt Lake Comic Con being a much friendlier sort of atmosphere and a much friendlier place than uh, than the the some of the other big conventions that are out there. Yeah, you know, we we are a non-union site. Yeah, you know, so that way. Um, Why don't you start that sentence over, hon? So I said we have a non-union state, and so that makes it easier for. Um, vendors to get in and they they can do a lot of their own work and don't have to worry about you know hiring people to do it and then mm-hmm. just as far as the fans here the fans are so positive that uh that you know like our celebrity guests did a great job you know they they, they loved all the fans um the vendors did very well so it just and part of it was i think just because there's the newness and the novelty for the city not having an event like this before, you know, they haven't become jaded to it. Well, that's good. I can't yeah. see them getting jaded. It's just just yeah. kind of not in their nature. So tell us about the local heroes, the um, the Salt Lake City and Utah area creatives who are coming to guest at your convention. Well, we, I mean, as far as the um, you know the the cosplay groups, we've got uh, all of them: the Five Hundred First and the uh, you know the the other heroes and basically everybody that uh, is into different fandoms we've got you know the Ghostbusters group um, you just you know list goes on and on so we have all them coming and uh, and we do have some 
comic book artists, the local comic book artists that will have booths there as well, but probably not necessarily uh, too many other than like Ty- Tyler Kirkham and Ryan Otley that would be known on a national level. But you also have uh, in the Salt Lake area and in Utah in general, you have a, a thriving independent film industry uh, we, or we an do. independent film community. Uh, yes. And uh, one of the one of the noteworthy uh, directors and producers is Raven Wolfson and his Wheel of Time movie, um, Flight from Shadow. And I understand that uh, the second installment of that he's working on the, a sequel to it and some or part of it is uh he's hoping to have that ready for salt lake we're excited about that you know raven not only is he talented in the way you've talked about but he's also you know he's a prop maker he's a craftsman he's just talented in every way you can think of uh he's also been helpful with with just even running our convention he's He's taken on some projects for us and has helped us. But there's also Blake Castleman who mm-hmm. handles our our panels and uh, events, and he is um, he's all. I think he was a writer for. Uh, uh, can you repeat that so last he, bit? He, that he, last bit yeah. sort of got gargled. Yeah, uh, Blake about Blake Castleman. Castleman. Well, yeah, he was the uh, the writer for for Will's time on this. So. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I had the uh, I had the uh, pleasure of meeting Blake Castleman and Rafen and you at uh, San Diego Comic Con on the exhibit floor. It was it was great to meet you in person finally. Yeah. So what kind of it was fun to meet you? It was quite a nice uh, meeting there. I'm going to make myself unpopular. What about have you invited uh, uh, Orson Scott Card, who is a very talented man, although very controversial? He really is talented, and you know and. You know, who doesn't make a mistake or, or say things once in a while that uh, that can offend somebody? Yeah. Well, um, he's certainly going to attract attention to the convention regardless. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, w- I had to ask because he's probably the most uh, well-known uh, local r- local writer. Yes, yeah, he is very well-known. and, and uh, those, So what other creators are yeah. we looking for there? Well, Richard Paul Evans, and uh, he'll be there again. He's been there last two events, and what's uh, what's great is his Michael Bay series is one that has really been picking up in a big way, and it's it's good teen fantasy series. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Sanderson, uh, I believe he's going to be back again with us, and Brandon Mull, uh, we've had had them at our prior events, and and I, I believe. They're going to make another appearance again, and uh, you know we just got a lot of great people coming. So um, one of the big things about going to a large convention like this is being able to get the word out to your friends and your associates and the you know whatever news agencies. Uh, once you're there, what kind of connectivity? Have you been working on for the convention center in terms of making sure that people can communicate? But we we always try to push with the uh, the you know the facilities people to make sure that that we have some uh, connectivity for the attendees. Um, It between last year's Comic Con and Fan X, we did get a lot added to it, and I don't I believe they're going to be adding some additional stuff, but it did. At FanX, we did clearly have a lot more connectivity via 
the phone and, and get people getting internet connection on their phone. So it, it, we're anticipating it's going to be even better this time. That's great because people like to share their experiences with their friends, the ones who oh, couldn't make it to the convention. Absolutely. So Everyone has that's, to tweet, right? Oh, yes. Yep. Well, it's, it's also tremendously important, not just for the people who go, but for building up the uh, the buzz about the convention to help share the experience with the rest of the world. So what are our hashtags then? We're Well, we have uh, Salt Lake Comic Con is the one we try to try to push um mm-hmm. we do have also All spelled out yes yeah okay. and then slcc is another mm-hmm. one that, that gets used and then uh fan x <laughs> that's another one uh-huh. make it's, sure and print those out so yeah we'll make sure them. those happen and oh i've got one to ask you how did sure. you how did you get into this in the first place why why dan far why comic-con and what well, what was I, the glue had, that brings you to, you and it together well, this is what happened with me. I, I was actually a vendor at some regional Comic Cons, oh, maybe four or five years ago. And as a vendor, I just got sucked into the energy. I didn't know what Comic Con was until I, I started vending. Oh, do you have a question? Sorry. I say vending what? What were you? Oh, what was your... oh 3D animation software. I, I, There's a company I founded prior to this. Ooh. Uh, Dude, Daz you want 3D. some of that? I'm an animator. Are you? Yeah. Have you, have you heard of Daz 3D? Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's the company I founded. You so, founded uh, Daz 3D. Holy. I did. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Gene, yeah. Now we could talk for another hour about that one. Yeah, there you Gene go. Gene was yeah. one of the, the 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 sad 200 who were sacked by so abruptly by Rhythm and Hughes about a year and a half ago. Oh, He was okay. part of that story. Yeah, oh, Daz, Daz 3D, isn't that, uh, is that related to Poser somehow? Or is that it is we do a lot of models for we did a lot of models for poser and but also okay. the own software line that we had was uh, we had Bryce and Carrera and uh-huh. Daz Studio it's stuff even I've heard of and I'm not an animator oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryce is uh, Bryce is used for creating um, digitally generated oh. landscapes mm. right and right I'm not sure what Carrera is Carrera is actually an all one similar to like a light wave. Uh, it does. It creates mm-hmm. landscapes as well as just as rendering and character animation. You know everything. Okay. So it, it's it's an all in one. It, it's the higher end package. Daz 3D that is off. insanely popular. I mean, people use it, it to create uh, essentially. Uh, it's it's used primarily for creating uh, still frames of. Um, just people like to play with the models and and rig yeah. them and and set them up in fantasy situations and render them out. Yeah, and create fan art and and all all the above. It, it is, it is what kind of helped me understand the customer base that we, even that we serve now, because you know at, at Daz, so many of the customers were into to fantasy, sci-fi, you know, all, all of the comic books and all, everything that uh, that uh, Comic Con customers are into. So it was it was a perfect fit. So and, and that oh sorry go ahead no no go go ahead. I, I was going to say that, but that was as I went to those conventions. I was selling our products, but what I realized is I I just got pulled into the energy of comic cons in general because they are you you know as well as I do how energizing they are and how how compelling and captivating. And so I got pulled into it, and so the timing was just right. I was actually leaving Daz. We had set up a new management team. We had some 
new investors that came in, and so we, uh, you know, I turning over the company to another group of people, and mm-hmm. uh, the time was perfect for me to start a comic con. Oh, that's awesome! So you you had a successful exit strategy for uh, for Daz, and um, yes. and now you're doing something with even more uh, with even more potential. I think. Yeah, I, I believe so. I, I I mean, I'll tell you this: it's the funnest thing I've ever done, and I'll I bet really, really love what I did at Daz. <laughs> so that's wow! What a what a great success story. I mean, I really I'm really enjoying this. It's uh, Daz is uh, you know you helped uh, give voice to the dreams of millions of of uh, would be creative people with uh, with the Daz software and and uh, and the ability to create images beyond their uh, the the usual technical ability of of the everyday uh, science fiction fan. And that—that's really, I think that's a really worthwhile thing. Well, I—I'll tell you, I love seeing creative people, and that's the thing that fueled me at Daz was seeing the creativity of our customers and what they would do with the products. And that's what I love about Comic Cons is I—I love to see the fans come and have a great time. I I love seeing all the amazing costumes that people create. Uh, I love seeing the art there and. You know, it, it really is just the creative energy is so powerful, and and that's uh, fortunately something I've been able to be a part of most of my working career is being around creative people. Wow, <laughs> that's very inspiring. Mm. Uh-huh. Let's see, where are we here? Uh, oh, we have. Okay, I might be editing this part out. Okay, so it's five fifty-five now. Um, what else do you want people to know about the convention? I mean, what are, what have, what have we missed here? Well, I, I think people, one of the big things we've is, got places. Is, is that? Oh, go ahead. Said we got we got the who, we got the where, we got certainly have the why. Well, I, I think the biggest thing with Comic Cons is the what, and we can do, do our best job that we can to explain what a Comic Con is, but really. You have to experience it, and if, for those people who have never experienced a Comic Con before, they need to go to them. And, and it doesn't matter if it's a small one or a large one; they all are are extremely fun, and and uh, they're different too. Every Comic Con is different. Well, it's they're also inspiring. Yeah, same one in the same city mm-hmm. at, at a different year. It's going to be it's going to be a brand new experience. They're also inspiring. They show you what other people uh, with similar tastes to your own can do with uh, essentially a very limited palette of, of technological and, and mechanical capability. But that palette's expanding all the time. Oh, yes. I've, I've it been, is the future. I've been looking stuff up on, on what the fans are doing and how they're doing it. You see some of these amazing, amazing costumes, and you find oh, out that they're made uh, – there are a few common substances that they're made from. Uh, that weren't available when I was doing practical effects back in the the uh, early 80s. Uh, there's this stuff called EVA foam and that can be uh-huh. sculpted into practically anything. Uh, there's wow. a software called Pepakura, which is Japanese 3D modeling software, which takes a simple 3D model 
and uh, essentially unwraps it and prints it out so that you can make a card uh-huh. uh, uh, cool. a card model out of it. And uh-huh. what these these people do is they scale up these printouts so that they're life size, and then they print them out, and they build the card models, and then they fill them and sand them and and uh, laminate them with fiberglass and all of a sudden you've got a costume on your hands and this is how most of the iron man costumes are being made oh wow that's the process that's way cool yeah it's it's just amazing you know and and and, uh uh the sudden rise of 3d printing within i think it, it really was sort of a toy about two years ago but now uh, the costume makers are starting to produce uh, pieces for their costumes in it. And just oh, yeah. th- 3D printing really complex shapes that they can never manufacture any other way. And uh, I'm seeing stuff on a costumer's group on Facebook where they're th- 3D printing um, uh, leggings and gauntlets and uh-huh. bracers and wow. pieces of helmets and putting them all together and filling them and sanding them and painting them and shazam! It's it's fantasy armor. Oh, that's it's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you, the crowdsourced ideas, that, you know, crowd sharing. That just it's changing our world so quickly because that information, you know, it's not the it's not the power of one; it's the power of many. And that's one of the great advantages in going to a comic con, so that you can see what's out there and see what's being done if you're if you're a creative person if you're not yeah. a creative person you get to go just enjoy the sheer magic of it yeah. and magic is everywhere it's everywhere you look it is I, I totally agree that that's what pulled me into it so so while we're in Salt Lake um, what do you recommend besides the convention what is there to look and see and enjoy and experience and well, yeah, um, there's a lot of great restaurants just all within walking distance of the convention center. There's the City Creek Mall and the uh, Gateway Mall all within a couple blocks of the convention center. We have uh, downtown Temple Square, which is great, you know, great for visitors. You don't have to be religiously oriented to go and just to, to see what's going on down there. It's got a, um, a historical significance no matter who you are. Exactly. Yep. And, and that's what's... Uh, that's what's nice, you know. So downtown Salt Lake is a beautiful place, and it's not, you know, it's not. It's a very safe city, and so you don't have to worry too much about anything happening. And of course, I don't want to make anybody any anyone any promises they won't have problems. But it's very, it's a very safe city. Though. Safer than a place like Los Angeles would be. Yes, the Los yes. Angeles Convention Center is huge it's enormous it's better than it used to be down there they've you know since they've they've done more development for Mm -hmm. larger venues so they they police it more thoroughly Mm -hmm. but i still don't want to be walking around there at night no the the neighborhoods uh within four blocks of the convention center are still 60 years old and a tad scary yeah a little bit this is why los angeles doesn't have the same big comic con phenomenon i mean all due yeah. respect to the wonder cons and kamikazes and things you know at the uh the other thing that i noticed happening in san diego was that the convention sort of has gotten so big that the convention center can't really hold it anymore so a lot of the events yeah. are happening all over town 
uh, at the hotels, at the restaurants, in parking lots. Good in, thing in it wasn't baseball uh, stadium. Yeah, I was about to say it's a good thing it wasn't football season, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, right. Have you noticed a similar phenomenon starting to occur yet uh, with uh, got, Salt Lake Comic Con? A constellation yeah. of events outside, yeah. or is it mostly inside? It's mostly inside at this point. I mean, there, there are a few uh, outside events that are happening, but uh, I, I think that those are things that will take a couple years. You know, even though we've had such strong attendance so far, you know, mm-hmm. we still have a lot more capacity at the convention center, which is nice. Um, but we, you know, we're still, it's not even our first year birthday <laughs> yet. Yeah, and I so I, I think some of those things are going to start building over the next year or two. So do you have a projection on exactly how big SLCC will be this year? Well, we, our, our goal is to have around 120,000 people. And, uh, Which would put it so about on par about. with uh, with uh, San Diego Comic Con. No wonder they're nervous. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'd be I'll nervous say this about San Diego. Is I, I believe that they understate their numbers. <laughs> I, I think they have more people than that. There is my guess. Hmm. Okay. Um, if they admitted to it, they they'd get shut down by the fire marshal. That's why. That, that's what I wonder. That and plus, there are so many people that do come to the external events that the, that don't even have passes to get into the convention. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's going to take us a couple of years to build up to where there's 200, 250,000 people that come <laughs> and, and spend time you know, around the convention uh-huh. center. At that so, point, uh, attendance to the convention starts to become a very big, fuzzy number. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so what are the big events? Is there a masquerade? Is there a party? Is there a There premier? have to be a masquerade. Well, we, you know, we do have our uh, Friday night red carpet party, and that's one that we, you know, that's just the big convention party. We we invite all the celebrity guests to, and and obviously the convention attendees that want to go, and uh, that that's the big after party, and then, um, you know, we are working on a couple of uh, additional uh, screenings with mm-hmm. some of the celebrities and. Uh, some some other things like that to happen after the convention ends. So Marvel Comics was very uh, cagey about their release schedule over the next couple of years. Do you think they might be dropping uh, dropping any nice tidbits at SLCC? We'd sure love them to. I I, I don't want to make any promises that we'll see that. <laughs> yeah, he's not <laughs> in charge sure. of that. Oh yeah. Well, no. But I. But you know, uh, Marvel was just. Uh, basically, they they just uh, released their <laughs> release they released calendar without filling calendar any blanks. without titles. <laughs> We're yeah. going to have something on what May fifteenth. You know, this date in nineteen in in twenty fifteen and twenty up through twenty nineteen, but not the titles. Now, ah. it is worth noting that uh, the Disney, you know, Publicity Expo D twenty three, they're not having one this year. They're skipping it and going, planning, selling tickets now for next year. And, of course, uh-huh. we're going to plan that. to be there. But that's, I, I think that's that. why they were having to drop hints and make announcements at uh, San Diego this year because they didn't yeah. have They didn't have anything to put on the table. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's probably right. So the next big opportunity for them to say anything is SLCC. So uh, yeah. we might see something. Good opportunity if you guys are listening in Mouseland. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh, 
Krypton mm-hmm. Radio is going to be there as well. I'm Susan and I are both going. I'm so excited. This is going to be well, great. Well, I'm excited for you guys to come out. I've we are really at your service, sir. We are old moderators. We've we've been working conventions down here for four decades. Well, that's awesome. So we, well, we definitely want to get you involved for sure. We have we have plenty of experience. So appeal both yeah. ways. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I uh, my first I think the first uh, comic convention of any kind I went to was in 1985. Wow! And my first convention was 1974. We both went to that. We were teenagers. <laughs> Teenage Sounds sweeties. fun though. It yeah. Was. Oh, it was. I in 1974 it was uh, Star the, Trek convention in 19 in the 70s. There was never going to be any more new Star Trek ever except the cartoon. And you know what? We we were living with it. It was okay. We had each I other. I don't think the cartoon was even out by then. 74, yeah. It was? Yeah. Okay. Well, the um uh what I remember about it was uh the the very thing we were just talking about, uh, being inspired by people who had shown up in costume. Uh, there were a bunch of guys. I mean, we're all nobody had costumes in those days. Well, you uh, couldn't buy them off the shelf. You had to make your own. You had to make your own. And, Uphill both ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. And uh, you were a darn better. good yeah. seamster, though. I was. He he, he made mm. his own Spider Man outfit, hand embroidered. Yeah, all, all the lines. web lines on my suit were hand embroidered. You got to tell, and that was an exciting date, you know. <laughs> the, sitting in front of the TV, watching watching the boyfriend <laughs> satin stitch. Okay. No, but uh, yeah. as I was, yeah. where I was going with it was uh, in 1974 at the Equicon. Uh, the um, uh, there was one group of cosplayers there, and we didn't call them cosplayers. In Costumers. Those days. Costumers, yeah. and they were dressed like. Uh-huh. Uh, original series Star Trek crewmen. And they had uh, tricorders and phasers and communicators. And everyone was agog over them. And I looked at them and I said, meh, I can do better than that. And then I went and did that and I became a prop maker and model maker and I did that for 11 years. So, yeah, but, but that was know. the that was the genesis of it. Yeah, but you know what? One yeah. of those guys was Greg Schnitzer, who wound up as one of the producers of Star Trek um, Continued. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, so really, you know, I did not all, know that. We all go on. We all go on. <laughs> Hot damn! Yeah, boy, it's a small planet. Hi, Greg. <laughs> you get the start at Comic Con and or or one of the fan conventions. One of the fan conventions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, Doug, Doug Drexler. Was there as well? He was the he he was nineteen years old at the time, and he had just made uh, a cardboard replica of the bridge set from the Enterprise. And I remember him being very upset because the fire marshal and had come in and had sprayed the back of his control panels with fire retardant foam, which shorted out about half of the lighting. And, oh, oh he was just Big hopping meanie. mad. Yeah, and it it, yeah. it he warped did that the, just to mess them up. You it warped it. the panels, and it shorted oh. out his stuff, and it was still no wonder we never an amazing saw that experience. Again. Yeah, that was why, because the fire marshal yeah. trashed it for him. But Doug Drexler, who went on to become one of the most famous names in in uh, Star Trek starship creation and, and illustration, you know, wow. 
started out as a fanboy at one of the Star Trek conventions. So be nice to the fanboys and the fangirls because they they are in the process even now of creating the thing that you're going to be a crazed fan of tomorrow. Exactly, I agree with that. Anybody, anywhere, anytime. Yeah, that's the that's the whole point. I think. Yeah, I think that's why people love going to them, and we are very grateful that you stepped forward and uh, grabbed the grabbed the tiger by the tail so to speak and and started doing this big one yeah. it's such an important part of our popular culture i mean and and you are now playing a pivotal role well well thank you for that i'm just i'm just grateful for the ride i'm i'm enjoying it and and uh, I, I love seeing people have a good time and that's why i do it well thank well. you so much for appearing on this episode of the event horizon dan uh, we'd like to bring you back after the convention and get a post-mortem from you, too. That sounds great. I'd love to. Thank okay. you very much. That, we I had this many people, so-and-so and so-and-so so showed up. and This yeah. amazing bombshell got dropped that nobody was expecting. Yeah. And, oh, my God, I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> okay, talk to me in April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on and uh, look forward to seeing you out at the convention. We will be there with bells on. You have just heard episode 69 of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for August 9th, 2014, with our guest, Dan Farr, founder and producer of the Salt Lake Comic Con. SLCC takes place this year in Salt Lake City, Utah, September 4th through 6th. To find out more about the convention, its guests, and how to attend, visit saltlakecomiccon.com. Your hosts have been station manager Gene Turnbow and the station's executive producer, Susan Fox. This episode will air again on Sunday, August 10th, 2014, and Thursday, August 14th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern Time each day, as well as Sunday, Thursday, and next Saturday at 5 a.m. You will find this episode and others as downloads at the Krypton Radio website and on iTunes and Stitcher as podcasts. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was Mark Schurmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was Corsair's closet producer, Christine Cherry. And the captain was voiced by legendary science fiction writer, Larry Niven. This program and its contents, except where provided by others, are copyright 2014 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.